you don't know, my name is Scott. I'm just going to put a photo up on the screen there of my family. There we go. Hey, there we go. That's my wife, my wife, Amy. Um, our little lighty Christopher on the right there, he just turned one. And then Zach is just, just past two. So I never thought I'd be one of those parents that dress their kids the same, but I, I am now. So all those things you say you'd never do before you have kids, you're going to you revisit all of them, I promise you. Those hats with the flaps on the back, you know those ones? My kid has one of those for the beach, I know, I know. But how was 2021, hey? How was it? It was, it was uh, over, it's done. It was a hectic year. Maybe just if you could think, uh, summing up 2021 in one word, what, what would it be? Hey? Challenging, challenging, grit, tough. Yeah. We, um, I, this time last year, we were about to expect our first child, little Christopher, and there's never a convenient time for COVID, um, but when your wife's 39 weeks pregnant, that's the least convenient time to get COVID. So we had COVID in the family, and we were trying to navigate hospitals and the works. That's where I started, and on the last day of 2021, I got bitten by Brett's dog. True, true story, at, at, his, at his house party on the, for New Year's Eve. That's kind of the start to the end of, of my year, starting with COVID, ending with a dog bite. Um, but that's a bit what it's felt like this year. You know, it's just been navigating one thing after the next and just trying to, trying to hang in there, trying to make it through and just trying to get through to, to this year. And, and here we are. And I don't know how you guys feel about New Year's resolutions. I saw a, a meme, you can pop it on the back there, one of the, one of the better ones. But just that's, I think that's generally how it goes. You know, we, 2019, 2020, 2021, or 2011, 2012, and we lose weight, lose more weight, lose a bit of extra weight. Um, I like the one, stand number four, stand up to my boss, that in the next year becomes find a job. It's a good one. Number five, they be nicer to my wife, try to be nicer to my wife, try to be nicer to my ex-wife. Um, but that's, that's how it goes. Uh, we, we always are, we always looking back to try to look forward. I think that's generally a little bit how we wired. When we try to make New Year's resolutions, we start off with the base of this year that just went past. And I mean, it's been some time now, but I took my driver's license a number of years ago, and I was amazed at, in that test, how often you need to look in the rearview mirror. Um, I think it was like every third second or something, you need to look back while you're looking forward, I just thought it was the, was the craziest thing. And I, eventually when I sorted it out on the fifth time, I managed to get that right. But, but, that's, but that's a bit of the challenge we have is we keep looking back instead of looking forward. So my, the title of my sermon tonight is Don't Look Back. Don't Look Back. So we're going to go into 2022 and we're going to start it off looking forward. I'm going to just say a quick word of prayer and then we're going to jump, jump right into the word. Lord Jesus, thank you that you're with us. Thank you that you're opening our eyes opening our hearts, opening our minds. I pray your word would speak to us in a deep way. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. So we're going to start in the book of Genesis, start at the beginning, and it's the story of Abraham and Sarah. Um, so they basically, they're trusting for a child. For those of you who know what that means, um, it's a challenging period. Um, for them, it was on a whole different level. She was 90, 90, and there was, there was no sign of life. Um, anyway, Abraham and Sarah get visited by these three angels that come in and come and visit Abraham. He makes them a meal, and they prophesy to Abraham that they're going to have a child. And they do. And Father Abraham had many sons. I don't know if you guys remember that, many sons had Father Abraham. So we all, the kids of Father Abraham, basically, from that prophecy. But kind of I want to fast forward a few years on that story to these angels that kind of come 
represented as men in the story, they go to a place called Sodom and Gomorrah. So Lot's, uh, Lot is there, who's Abraham's nephew, and Sodom is not, it's not the place where you want to be. It's, it's referenced a few times in Scripture. Just, it's a bit of a dog show, to be honest. Just there's all kinds of shenanigans happening. There's wickedness on a whole different level. Basically, the Lord's fed up and says, I'm going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. Basically, the Word says that the cry of the people heard the Lord's voice, and He's going to destroy it. So these angels go into Sodom and Gomorrah. They find Lot. Lot puts them up for the night, and then things get, things get very festive. And I, it's, almost, it's almost too difficult to say, so I'm just going to read it out of the text, um, and we can take it from there. So Genesis 19, verse 4 to 8. Just be, before they went to sleep, before they lay down, these, these angels, the men of the city, the men of Sodom, both young and old, all the people to the last man surrounded the house, and they called to Lot, where are the men that came to you tonight? Bring them out to us so that we may know them. And that's not to go for a few beers. It's a, it's a whole different thing. Lot went out of the door to the men and, and shut the door on them. He said, I beg you, my brothers, do not act so wickedly. Look, I have two daughters who have not known a man. Let me bring them out to you and do to them as you please. Only do nothing to these men that have come under the shelter of my roof. Things are crazy. Every single man from the young to the old basically surround Lot's house to try and yank out these men and do what they want to do with them. It's just, it's on a different level. And this is basically the last straw. These angels, they basically get Lot in, they strike this, this mob with blindness, and they're able to escape from the city. But they, they give this warning to Lot and his wife and his family. They're God-fearing people. He says, when he brought them outside, they said, flee for your life. Flee for your life. Do not look back or stop anywhere on the plain. Flee to the hills or else you'll be consumed. All hell's going to break loose in Sodom and Gomorrah, and he's giving the warning to Lot and his wife, basically run, run for the hills. Don't look back and run. And then the sort of the climax of the story, Genesis 19, verse 24, then the Lord rained on Sodom and Gomorrah sulfur and fire from the Lord of the heaven, and he overthrew those cities and all the plain and in the inhabitants of the city and what grew in, on the ground. And Lot's wife, Lot's wife, Behind him looked back, and she became a pillar of salt. She died there and then. She got rescued from this terrible city, and as she looked back, she became a pillar of salt. The title for my message tonight is Don't Look Back. Don't Look Back. If you're not sure what's behind you, don't, don't look back. And I think you just want to investigate or dive into that a little bit. The Scriptures don't speak explicitly about why she looked back. What caused her to look back? But I just want to touch on what I think maybe two points of why she potentially could have looked back and just how that could relate to us as we start a new year, start off fresh. What does that mean for us in terms of going, going forward? The first point is that I, I think and I believe she wanted justice to be served. I think she wanted to just, she wanted to see what was happening to those people that had tormented her family. They speak that about Lot and her family being tormented by, by the wickedness. She wants, to give, she wants to go to them and say, Fatsua, you know, you blixens, you did all this to me, and now you're going you're gonna to get punished. You're going you're gonna to feel what it feels like to have inflicted all that pain on me, and now it's your, your time has come. And that's true for so many of us. If I look at my own life, I'd, uh, I worked for somebody a number of years ago, and it just, I, I was snide. I felt like I was, I was 
I was underhand, treated underhandedly. I, the person wasn't honest with me. It was a business deal that went wrong. And I just, even now, I almost, I want to just, I just want to see it, you know. I want to see when that, when the day comes for that person, where they, their judgment comes on them. And I think Lot's wife, I think in her turning back, she was saying, let's just see the, ju- the judgment and the justice being executed. Finally, finally, I'll, I'll be at peace if I can just see the Lord's hand executing justice. And she looks back and gets turned to stone. And my question to you tonight is, what are you looking back to in 2021? Or maybe before that. Who are you looking back to that you just, there's just too much, there's just too much hurt there. There's, somebody's undone you. Somebody's, somebody, maybe it's a relationship that went badly. Maybe it's a business deal. Maybe it's an old boss that just, you hated that guy. And you just, you just want to be there for the day that things turn bad and that because it's coming and you want to be there. And my challenge to you this morning is that let's not look back. Let's, let's look forward. 2 Peter 2 verse 6, to 10, verse 6 to 10. It says, and if by the turning of the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah to ashes, he condemned them to ex- ex- extinction and made them an example of, what's, of what is coming to the ungodly. And if he rescued Lot, a righteous man, greatly distressed by the licentiousness of lawlessness, for that righteous man living among them day after day was tormented in his righteous soul by their lawless deeds that he saw and heard. Then the Lord knows, the Lord knows how to rescue the godly from trial and to keep the unrighteous under punishment until the day of justice. The Lord knows how to rescue the righteous from trial. It's not your job to rescue yourself often from the trial, the tribulation, from your Sodom and Gomorrah where you are. The Lord knows your situation. He knows what you've been through. And with that too, He also executes judgment. And I just, I wonder if we can just almost take a breath there for a second. And maybe, and maybe as we step into 2022, there are some people that you need to leave behind in 2021. Maybe it's some hurt. And I just, I want to encourage you that would you extend forgiveness tonight where forgiveness is needed? Maybe it isn't even having a conversation with somebody, but maybe it's genuinely letting that person go, letting them free, actually wishing them well, to pray for them, to say, look, I, I, maybe it's good that they're out of your life and you don't need to be involved in a toxic relationship or something, but maybe it's time to say, look, I, I forgive you and I'm walking away. I'm not going to stick around here. I'm walking away, but this thing ends in 2022. Let's not look back at what, what 2021 had for us. And then secondly, I think maybe she was looking back in memory of what had been. So the, the story goes, Abraham and Lot, they both accumulate a lot of wealth. In those days, wealth was through animals and land and a whole bunch of stuff. And just they both start building this, this little mini empire and their, um, their shepherds start to quarrel in the field. And basically, Lot and Abraham have a, have a chat, and they say, look, we need to separate. We, we are, we've got too much stuff. Let's go. And Lot goes his own way, and Abraham goes his own way. And Lot finds himself in Sodom and Gomorrah. But basically, Lot and his wife and his daughters relocated, for, for lack of a better word or a term or what we know. They, they relocated to a new city that they knew nothing about, and it would have taken a long time for them to establish themselves, to understand the way of the people to acquire land again, to make sure that the cattle can do their thing. And, and just as they, it would take time for them to grow something and to grow a life for themselves. And maybe, maybe Lot's wife was looking back and thinking, oh, flip man, 
nah, we need to start again. You know, we just, we've basically just been yanked out of our house. We've run with, like, we could just, just grab a few photos and a few possessions and basically head for the hills, and now we need to start again. Maybe she was looking back at what was or what had been. Um, such a fascinating story I, I've often revisited, but in 2 Samuel 2, in 2 Samuel 24, um, King David, it was in, in the height of his reign, so he was one of the mighty warriors from the Old Testament, basically one of the great kings um, that lived, and in the height of his reign, it's, it speaks about um, that the devil enticed him to take a census of how many, how many fighters were in his army. How, how interesting is that? Just at the height, at the height of his power, he, he felt enticed to, to try and quantify what he had achieved and what he had done. And there's something in us like that. And I think there was something in Lot's wife too, in terms of, I've, I've achieved all this. You know, I've built all this. I've got all these people that work for me or all this wealth that's in my possession or all, whatever, whatever, all these studies I've done. Looking at the academics here in the second row. <laughs> but um, but all, these, all these things that, that have accumulated and, and I think we need to be careful, be careful of that in terms of looking back at our achievements and saying, well, I've done all right. Or alternatively, maybe 2020 and 2021 has absolutely decimated your business or your financial situation or I don't know what that looks like, but you just don't have anything left. And maybe it's not looking back to the good old days, you know? Maybe it's not looking back to how things were, you know, if we just, if we wish we could just go back to the way, things, the way things were before, things then would be better. And I think there's an encouragement here, well, Lot's wife encouraging us in her, in her own unique way, but there's an encouragement to look ahead for what God's got in store for you, not to rest on the successes that we've had before. Um, my, my story reading, the books that I read at the moment are kids' books, the, the YouTube I watch is Paw Patrol, and uh, there's some sparkle pock pop rampage that's on in the car at the moment. That's basically the, the, my entertainment life is that, which is, which is great. I, I love it. Um, but but one, of the, one of the stories that, that we're busy reading is about, it's about these little, um, these little wooden figurines, basically. And they, they cruise around town, um, and they've got each little wooden figurine has a bag, of, a bag of spots and a bag of stars. And they, I mean, basically just play this game that if you do something bad or you mess up or you You've, you don't quite make the mark, you get a spot. And if you do something great, if you're a good achiever, if you get good marks in class, whatever, you get a star. So the, or you can imagine all these little minions running around with some more spots than others, kind of some a bit of a blend. Other, you can imagine all the, the stars one all hang out together. And then there's this other, this other little creature that has got no spots or stars. So anyway, the story goes that there's a carpenter that, that made, that made all, all of these, these, little, these little chaps. And as they go spend time with the carpenter, obviously in relation to spending time with Jesus, he then takes off those spots. But what's so interesting to me too is he also takes off the stars. So he takes off, he takes off the, the blemishes in your life. He, as we spend time with Jesus, as we spend time with our Savior, as we spend time in worship like we did tonight, as we spend time reading his word, as we spend time in his presence, he, he, he fixes us and he takes us and he restores us to wholeness. But he also, and importantly, he takes away the things that we hold on to, whatever that is, whatever that is. Maybe you've grown up 
on the right side of town. I don't know, maybe you, I don't know, you went to the right school. I've got no idea what those things are, but there's some things that you hold on to. Maybe you're fit and healthy and, you know, the guys with the biggest muscles wherever you are. I don't know, but whatever that is. But there's things that you would hold on to as I'm, I'm good here, you know. I'm good in this lane. I'm healthier. And as we spend time with Jesus, he fixes the mess and those things fall away too. And I think there's something important for us there. So Lot's wife, I think, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not even sure which one it was, or maybe she just wanted to see the, the, the fireworks display behind her. Um, but I think, I think there were two, I would maybe guess that there were two things there, that to see judgment and a memory of what had been. And I just want to encourage us this morning in terms of what are we focusing on in our rearview mirror? What are you looking at? What's, what's there? What, if you think in your own life, what, what, if you look at it now, just as a quick snapshot, what, what are you watching over your back? And maybe as we step into the new year, this is the first service of 2022, let's put those things behind us and start, and start afresh with the Lord. I want to read a poem. Um, it's, it's beautiful. It'll be on the screen behind me. I'll, I'll read it out. Um, it says, and this is about Lot's wife. So a poem written about Lot's wife. It says, D -d destroyed, turned forever into a pillar of salt, seems too harsh a punishment for looking back. The old human need to see God's hand at work, the flames and smoke of justice. Perhaps her sin was not looking back, but refusing to always look forward, hoping to see a different kind of miracle over the next stony hill, a garden blooming from the desert floor. Maybe, that was, maybe that's where she missed it, is that her sin was not looking back, but her sin was not actually not keeping her eyes fixed on what Jesus had in store for her. And that's my challenge to you tonight. Let us take time, let us take time to, to breathe, to think, and to hear what God has in store for us this year. Um, my wife and I, we did that, we did that last year. We, we prayed about 2021, and we both, as we prayed, we both really felt from the Lord like it's going to be a tough year. And it, I, I make, made jokes in the beginning, but it, is, it has honestly been the most, most difficult and most changing year of my life, I can say without question. But funnily enough, as, as we've been through the storm this year, looking back, there was a comfort in knowing that the Lord had spoken to us and had said, look, you're going to go through something this year, but I'll be there with you. I'll come alongside you and I will, I'll walk alongside you in this. And I, I really, I think we're going to, my personal opinion, I think we're going to have a fantastic year. I really do. I think, I think a lot of people's, not many fortunes, but a lot of the direction people's lives are going to turn this year. I, I really do. And I almost want to be bold enough to prophesy that tonight, that we're going to see, you're going to see amazing things in your life this year. But I, I would really take the time and encourage you to hear what God has in store for you this year and, and hold on to that. Isaiah 43 verse 18, it says, forget the former things. Do not dwell in the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. The wild animals honor me, the jackals and the owls, because I provide water in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland to give drink to my people, my chosen, the people I formed for myself, that they may proclaim my praise. Forget the former things. And I just, 
that's, that's the picture I have when I, when I pray for this congregation and for life changes. I see streams of living water. I see a rich garden. I see that we are going to have a year like no other, full of life and full of joy. And I would encourage you, it's wonderful that you're here at the first service of the new year. We all have a part to play in that um, and, to, and to be a part of that, of that story. I want to, just as I come into land, I want to just wrap it up with one, with one final verse. It's from John 4. It's, thanks David. it's from the, the woman at the well. And it's, we've just been through a preaching series on, um, on not looking back. We are busy looking at a, at a new, um, um, as we go into 2022, I'd like to read a scripture from, from John 4. Um, but it's about the woman at the well. And she's basically, she's a wreck. She's a wreck at the well. She's on her fifth husband. She's there at a time of day so that she wouldn't be seen by other people, so she could kind of do it in the discreetness of, of midday in that days. Um, and yet what happens is that Jesus, Jesus meets her in that moment. Jesus sees her and finds her. And this is, this is, what, um, this is what he says to her. It says, everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again, but those who drink of the water I will give them, I will, will never be thirsty. The water that I give will become, will become in them a spring of water gushing up to eternal life. Will become in them a spring of water gushing to eternal life. And my challenge to you tonight is, if we talk about New Year's resolutions, let's not be, let's not be like those guys on the meme that just every year, you know, just lose a couple of extra Ks, I don't know, I don't know, maybe it's even good things, you know, become a bit more generous, I, let's not become like people that look back and try and incrementally improve our lives, I don't, I don't think that's the way of the gospel, I think the way of the gospel is spending time with Jesus and letting our lives be transformed, if you look at the woman at the well, if you just look at where she came to at that well and where she left, she basically brought revival to a whole town, she, be, she was the first evangelist that we know of, running into the town, speaking God's word. And that's, that's, that's the kind of transformation I want in my own life. I don't want to be 5% anything going into the new year. I want a life transformed by Jesus. So if we have any New Year's resolutions, let that be to be with Jesus and to be with our maker.